Liberty in America is under assault. We no longer live in a reality that includes property rights. We're no longer the kings of our own castle. We no longer enjoy the true benefits of capitalism. Instead, we're negotiating our rights with our own government. This isn't how our country was founded. These aren't the ideas of our founders. It's time to seize back our country. This is the Liberty Hour, where these important issues will be discussed for the sake of America's future. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Constitution in the other, here's your host, Sean Thompson. This is the Liberty Hour podcast. First time in uh, at least a week that we're live. So if you care to call in, it's 312-642-5600. And the reason is I sell real estate and I would never sell Illinois real estate to anybody who I like. I wouldn't even sell it to somebody I don't like. So I have to sell it in a state that is worthy of people's investment, time, and money. So I pick South Florida mainly because I look wonderful in a Speedo. But also because what you're seeing in the Chicago Teachers Union, this is the reasons you do not purchase real estate in a bankrupt area. Right here. Because if you are one of these poor pigeons who own real estate like an Amy Jacobson in, a, uh, in downtown Chicago, or a Dan Prof for that matter, you better realize you're paying for these commies, and you better like it. Put mustard on it, Amy. Mustard! And eat it up. Because the reality is, this is the Chicago way. This is the future. It is the past. It is the present. And it is a barometer of just how bad things are going to get very, very shortly. As we are now entering a phase where it's kind of got that simmer point to a, what do you want to say, maybe a 2002 Venezuela. In fact, I say Chicago circa 2019 is the equivalent on virtually every level of Venezuela 2002. And I realize that's probably a bombastic uh, statement. But how could you deny the reality of exactly what's happening? Came to Lincoln Yards to talk to the developers that work for Sterling Bay, talk to their CEO, talk to their executives, and ask them why they cannot, um, if they would be willing to be able to reallocate TIF money towards um, the contract that we are working towards for all public services and education for Chicago public school teachers, students, and staff. So now what that lady is talking about is she is talking about the fact that her form of statism, her section of government, and I know it's a guy, but really, can anybody tell the difference? I I just want to protect myself. I don't want to get hit as a misogynist. That this woman probably is demanding that her version of statism is more important than where the actual state allocated TIF money. Now, you could argue about TIF money. You could argue about the immorality of it. You could argue about the corruption of it, and I'd be on your team. It's absolutely crazy that they give these special cutouts to people who give them campaign contributions. Let's not forget that uh, that development that she's talking about on the north side, that lined the pockets of many a Chicago politician to make sure that those TIF agreements, those special carve-outs of oppression that the rest of the land developers 
have to subject themselves to, are alleviated. So they bought their bribery fair and square. And now this particular fraud from the Chicago Teachers Union has an eye on it. And it's just a matter of time before they, they get their money. Is there any question? They've already gotten a half a billion dollar offer. Half a billion dollars to a system that is an avoidance by the rest of us. This is the system you can avoid. You avoid if you have to. If you have the means, you don't subject your kids to this. So the idea that this system, as I was listening to Dan and Amy on my way in, they got some principal from Amundsen, and she gets, you're going to sell us that bullshit about how virtuous the teachers are, about how much they care. And what you see is quite the opposite. I don't care about kids. Listen to the demands of what these teachers are asking for. They're not asking for anything for kids. What are they asking for? For less work. When they want the teacher's assistance, when they want the nurses, they're asking for less work for themselves, less responsibility. In fact, like every other union, all they're really negotiating is more pay for less production. That is a union. And that is what cripples socialist countries like Venezuela and bankrupts socialist corrupt cities like Chicago and tears down socialist corrupt states like Illinois, like California, like New York, like all of the ones the people are running from, all of the ones that are the shittiest places in America to live in. In fact, that's the title of a book, The Shittiest Places in America to Live In. And chapter one can be how you determine what that is, is how strong the unions are in that state. And ta-da, that is your introduction to shitville. And that is exactly what they produce. That is exactly where it goes to, is bankruptcy. And as you listen to them speak, you hear how you're going to lose if you're not in on this scam. Today, Dr. Jackson and I cleared our schedules and met with CTU leadership for three and a half hours. And what did we listened to them. They told us about five outstanding issues, and we moved our position even further to where CTU said it was most critical to getting this deal done. And what we heard is it's still not good enough. So what you have is an excuse as to why the failed system is going to get more money, and you have a justification as to why you have to pay for it. We're not arguing the principle anymore because the reality is what goes on in these negotiations? Do you really think it's as contentious as they would have you believe that you have people who are trying to negotiate a product that is a failure, that is riddled with corruption from the place they get their food to the plumbing they hire to the janitors to everything that the school pays for is, is a scam? to the teachers themselves, and the inability to get rid of the bad ones, and in fact, the absolute obligation to keep the poor and inefficient ones in a quest to try and never replace them with new ones. This is what the teachers' union is. And that numbers, that negotiation of monetary exchange is being done by people who don't pay for it. So what would make you think that the citizen of Chicago is going to save anything? The question is just how much more are you going to pay, not if you're going to pay more. And they're going to figure out, or try to anyway, hide it in areas where it's not too cumbersome directly. The massive number, the idea that we're really tripping over $38 million, this is a joke. What they're seeing 
is the fact that the general public is starting to recognize the true face of greed, incompetence, slothfulness in the Chicago Teachers Union. And the reality is you can never really gauge their success because they keep lowering the standards of what that is. The irony is the product they produce is why Chicago is a sewer. These kids that are killing each other, the ones that we're all ta- trying not to talk about, that are shooting 2300 and change a, a year, these are all products of the Chicago public school system. You know, that would be a great stat. I don't know how you get these stats, but how many Chicago gang members, in fact, for that matter, Chicago convicts, are products of parochial schools versus public? Wouldn't that be interesting? See, because what they're trying to make you do is never focus on the result of what the Chicago public school system is, an absolute and unmitigated corrupt failure. They're trying to make you fall in love with their mission statement, with their sales pitch, with their pretend virtue. That's why, as we were listening to to Dan and Amy's um, show, they had the girl came on and she wanted to establish she was a Serbian from the South Side, I believe it was, and she's a Chicago girl. And most importantly, ignore your lying eyes. What you see is wrong. What she interprets as the intention of those teachers, as the virtue, mission that they are on, it is worth every freaking penny in your pocket. Rather than discuss the immorality of the system itself and the failure of what happens when a society collaborates and colludes and tries to get along with socialism. This is just the natural course of events. That's why I don't get too bent out of shape of it. It's only the evolution that was always set on its path from the minute we bought the lie that your neighbor is responsible for your life and you are for him. This is the nugget, the core, the acorn that grew this forest of tyranny is the concept that the American people bought the bullshit that you are to raise your neighbor's kids and he is to raise yours. The rest of all of this collapse in society, this is just the natural evolution, and you're going to lose. You're going to lose in the same fashion that you've already lost, and you're going to pay for this failure. Because the, the, the opposition to this is afraid to have the fight that needs to be had if you're ever going to solve the problem. 312-642-5600. That fight is in the immorality of a system of public schooling itself. And until you correct that, you're just going to keep losing rounds and pretending you're even in the fight. Because here's the, here's the question I have for the phony conservatives. And by the way, you know what phony conservatives are? They're called Illinois Republicans. An Illinois Republican, by definition, is a phony conservative. In fact, anybody who would align themselves with the Republican Party, you're a fraud and a phony conservative. You don't really mean that you want to fight for the principles of America or the enlightenment that it was built upon or the concept of what American property rights are. You just want to help navigate in the wrong direction of how fast you can kill the American dream. And I've witnessed this my whole life as I've seen the the refusal to, to actually take on the true argument. These Marxists, these communist frauds, should have no argument because we as a society should reject the premise of it. And the reality is we're so far downfield. Why not 
make college free. Or somebody tell me why it stops at high school. And if you think about the base argument, you can't. None of you can. Which is why, although Bernie Sanders, the communist that he should be embarrassed of, is clearly has a massive popularity in the Democrat Party, someone who shares his ideology will be the nominee. And it is just a matter of time before the dictator seizes power with the socialist agenda the way the Republican dictator seizes powers now. Ooh, is that, a, is that too big of a concept to think about? Or should we just do what the, what the talk show hosts, it, 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 the mass majority of them do, and just get you all riled up on the issue, rather than focus how you lost the war already, and now we're just negotiating casualties. But you lost the war when you gave in to this concept that your neighbor is responsible for educating your kids. That's not a popular argument. That's why I have a podcast, probably not a show. It's not a popular argument to have. Because I'm telling you right now, you can't cozy up with communism. If you let it in your house, it's like Dracula, right? It's Halloween tomorrow, right? Everybody get all excited. What's the main rule? You know, you could stop all these horror movies in the middle. Stop inviting them in your house. The vampire can only come in your house when you invite him. The devil can only come in your house when you invite him. Socialism can only come in your world when you invite it. And we did. So you can pretend you're in a bad horror movie and hide behind the chainsaws, but you're already done. And until the society rejects the philosophy of making others responsible for your life, it's just a matter of time, kid. It's just a matter of time of time because this is starting to sound normal this meeting is just to give updates and to kind of check where everybody is there's a temperature check there is there will be no vote happening so there we will not be heading back to school tomorrow are you absolutely sure there isn't a chance that some of the teachers might say hey the deal is where it's at and and we're being no because the membership has not looked it over and our we're a democratic union so we need to give everybody a chance to look it over why would they hurry Time is on their side because the citizens, the people, are they really concerned with the education or the daycare? As I watch these fat sloth parents complain about there's no place to take their kid, I can't help but notice none of them are complaining about the intelligence being given to their kid, about the knowledge, how the kids are missing that quest for information because we've allowed a daycare system to be called a school, a public daycare system, by the way, where all the old people and all the young people and all the homosexual people and all the people without kids pay for those who do. And society has geared them to be what? Good? They're good. And they deserve it for free. But yet, where do I draw the line? Oh, college. Why? Why not high school? See, that's, that, that, that's why you never, there's no such thing as a cheerleader who was ever half pregnant. When you give in, you pay the cost, kids. So shut up and pay the bill. I've been hearing for my whole life how public schools are society's responsibility. I've been hearing my whole life how rich people should have their money stripped away from them to give to others, to redistribute. And from the Republican side of the argument, what is it? Can somebody tell me what it is? 
as we live in the real world, here on the Liberty Hour, I don't sell you bullshit. I don't cheerlead. This is the real world. So you tell me why they're wrong if you're willing to allow three frickin' morons in Washington to control macro commerce. If you're willing to sit here idly by and pretend that the Fed cutting rate at the same time the CNN contributors and all the phony money bundlers are telling you everything is great, unemployment is low, it's the best time in the history, then why are you cutting a rate, you con man, lying piece of shit? Why? They can't tell you that. They can't tell you that because they just want you to believe their BS in the same way these sharkies, these communists, want you to believe their BS rather than discuss the immorality of the principle of the issue. And the reality is, listen, ladies and gentlemen, it's really quite simple. Till you rip out the roots of a, of a corrupt system, it's just going to hibernate when you catch it for a little while, and then it'll grow back. It's like a vine of tyranny. And you could have the nicest house in the world, but you don't trim those vines back, pretty soon no one's going to see it. Pretty soon the house will be engulfed in it. Now, I can't help but notice in Oak Park, that's a good look, right? All those people want to hide those mansions with those vines. But in here, you can't hide freedom. You either have it or you don't. And the reality is, as you watch the implosion of Chicago, we could talk about the ticky-tack neighborhoods and this one. Oh, you just see that the property didn't sell it. It, it. it took nine months, and then this one came on the market. It took three months. Ooh. And you could stop uh, looking at the inflation-adjusted price sales. You could stop looking at the causes and the taxes. You could stop looking at the deteriorating neighborhoods, even if they're Astor Street. And you could pretend that it's a functional system and we still got a chance if only we elect a Republican. I need a Republican. But we've lost the argument because we gave up on the argument. And that's the same thing in almost virtually every one of these topics. We've given up the the premise of what a property right is, what a responsibility is. What freedom is. Freedom is not banging on your neighbor's door to cause them expenses to raise your kid. They're not free, and you're just pretending you are and they are. We are living in a society that is has a virtue crowbar. If it picks a winner, it will use it against anybody it deems to be not in on it. The concept of a public school is so ridiculous to me that I have asked everybody from brilliant CEOs, some of the most intelligent people I've come in contact with, all the way down to the most basic cork-on-the-fork communist, and I am amazed at the similarity in their answer. The similarity in their answer is that they have deemed this to be society's obligation. This is the greater good argument. Now, the greater good argument is the argument of the Marxist. The idea that you can accept the greater good and sit idly by as the state strips your neighbor of his property and not defend his property shows you why. Maybe we won't live through it, but what you're going to see is the streets of Venezuela brought to a neighborhood near you. Now, it'll hit the neighborhoods that collaborate with the Venezuelan ideology faster. In fact, in three years, the next teachers, let's, let's play this out for a little while. we only got some time. Three years, why do you think they want a three-year agreement, not a five-year? See, Lori's trying to get a five-year. They only want a three-year. They want a three-year because they like doing this every three years. They like the, the display of raw, unmitigated power over the citizen. 
I mean, this is what it is. This is why, you know, dogs piss on corners. They're just marking their territory. And they want this because they want to be able to do it in three years. And in three years, regardless of what the economy is, regardless of the situation of Chicago, regardless of the bankruptcy of Illinois, they're going to do it again. And they're going to win that argument. The only difference will be in three years, the vast majority of the people with an IQ over 70 who have respect for themselves and their money and their effort and their property rights will leave or will position themselves to where they can leave. And there will be nothing left. And then you will have the Venezuelan outcome. Because the bankers that are lending money to Illinois and Chicago, they'll continue to do it for now. Because there's still enough assets to tax. And after all, they're getting three times the money that they, le- that they would loan to well-run states and cities. So why not loan it? I'm making three times for the same thing. But very soon, and I predict within a decade, those banks say, The risk is not worth the reward. See, ultimately, someone's going to come down with the reality check that you're simply not worth the risk. And when that happens, chaos ensues. This is the trajectory of all socialisms. So we could pretend that somebody's going to, that somehow the teachers won't completely dictate and mandate every term they want, and that somehow there is an opposition to it. And they're going to sign the deal, whether it's tomorrow or whether it's in a week, whatever the case is. They're going to get everything they want and probably more and set the table for three years down the road. But ultimately, what are you going to do? Are you going to continue to make the argument of the Marxist? Because there's only really, I'd say there's less than 20% of the people that actually even want to have the argument. 20% of the people actually want to have the argument on principle. 80% can't or will make the Marxist argument. And that's how you know you lost the position. That's how you know you lost the issue. Because we started to use the verbiage and the language, and they understood that the green moss of communism grows, and they planted in envy. That's why I said it was green. Listen to all of the conservatives today argue about just how much to restrain their fellow citizen, rather than the premise of, why in the hell are you doing it anyway? That's why when they were talking about the tax shuffle, the Republicans caught taxes. Listen, you stupid son of a bitches, you didn't do anything. That's why you made sunset timers on it, because you like the freaking system. When this guy won, you had the House, you had the Senate, you had the presidency. You could have went right to a flat tax and set the, changed the trajectory of an imploding socialist country, which is what we are. This is the United Soviet States of America. We better start adding that S now. And Chicago, Illinois proves my point. And the inability to fight the argument at the most basic level proves the future, tells you what the future is. And it's a sad state of affairs. Now listen, I could look, I have a tendency to try to step back and talk about the macro issue because the reality is The other issues are just results. They're just symptoms. They're just the natural progression of the illness itself. Now, yeah, of course, there's massive, massive corruption. In fact, should I talk about my Arroyo vest? Yeah, this is okay. I have an, uh, uh, I'm going to, hold on one second. I'm going to just get it because I'm going to hold it up to the camera for you people that are watching on YouTube and Facebook. Here. Look at this. Look at this thing right here. 
This is an Under Armour. Look at how nice this is. Are you looking at how nice this is? Under Armour vest. And look at the, 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 the moniker. I got this from a friend of mine who went to the Arroyo Open golf outing. This is Arroyo that won the Chicago uh, scumbag who got caught bribing another Illinois scumbag. And uh, it's called the Arroyo Open at Cog Hill. And this son of a bitch and thing is nice, huh? And then I said to my buddy, because he calls me up, he knows I'm very political. And I know he's got a big company and he has to do business all over the state. And it turns out Arroyo's lobbying firm shook him down too. And he had to buy a foursome. He said, how much was it? He said, I don't want to tell you. How much was it? I don't want to tell you. I said, just come on and tell me. He said, well, 5000 a ticket. $5,000 a ticket. See, this is what they do. They have these golf outings. And are you offended at this? This Arroyo, this son of a bitch, huh? Democrat, corrupt. You know who else is in on it? The Republicans. Because Bill Brady, Durkin, whose brothers are all frickin' lobbyists. Bill Brady, whose wife owns 16 video gaming rooms. They're all in on the same shit. I'll bet you the Republicans aren't even as nice as that. Theirs is probably from Brooks Brothers. They probably charge 8000 a ticket, give you half the vest. Such a disgusting, despicable joke as I watch Durkin bring his fat ass up on TV to pretend to be outraged at a royal. Can't believe he was bribing. Can't believe it. Well, a royal is a sitting elected official who, by the way, is a lobbyist, right? And after all, what were they talking about? I happen to know what they're talking about. You know what they were talking about, kid? You probably don't know. See, the Illinois system is run like a mafia. So mafias don't like competition. The Illinois mafia politicians have a stronghold on two new streams of revenue, gaming, gambling, and drugs through the pot dispensaries and medical marijuana, which is why the Republicans have the big stronghold in them, because they're a little smarter than the Democrats. They're a little more downfield with business. So what they did is they don't like the competition into the video poker world. The video poker world is monopolized and operated by really one big scumbag, Gold Rush Gaming. And what he's done is really quite brilliant. What he's done is really quite brilliant with the, the video gaming. He has turned politicians into profiteers and agents, not just strictly through buying their, their, their votes the way the old-fashioned way. He takes them and makes them agents to the video games that go in in their neighborhood where they have the say of if you get it, number one. Or he does what he did with Brady and gives them access to a real early... Um, opening to opening video gaming rooms. So video gaming rooms are very orchestrated in the same way marijuana dispensaries are by who has the license to be in the business, which is why they they are never going to give up control. Well, there's another guy out there, a couple guys actually, who said, well, wait a minute. Why should you have an exclusive on it? Why would you possibly have the right to have an exclusive on this industry? So they looked at the gaming laws, and they found out that there is a, a, a law of sweepstakes. Now, sweepstakes is an interesting law. It's how McDonald's does the monopoly play. So sweepstakes, the key to it is there, ha- there can be uh, no purchase necessary. And the sweepstakes winner can redeem in prizes or cash. Prizes or cash. So these smart guys said, huh, I wonder if that would work on a unit on a machine. So they got they hired some of the best lawyers. In fact, they actually hired the lawyer that wrote the video gaming law. He's a John Marshall professor. They hired this guy 
And he said, yeah, you know, in the law, there is this this latitude that you can have sweepstakes in anything. You don't have to be McDonald's. You don't have to be Burger King. You don't have to be, you know, a, a big conglomerate. You don't have to be Sears because throughout the years, sweepstakes have been done by multi-corporations to invoke excitement about a product, to have people come in. Gas stations have done it. Everybody's done it. And it should be done. Why not? Company takes the risk. The people decide if they want to participate. There is no purchase necessary. See, that's what they don't like. There's no purchase necessary. So these guys created a system where you could go into one of these games and you could hit a ticket. And the ticket would have uh, a, a website. You could log on to the website and you could redeem the points on that ticket towards a purchase or in some cases just get some little gotchy knick-knack sent to your house, whatever the case is. But most people didn't want to do that. Most people wanted to play the video poker, just like the state games. The only real catch was, you know what these sweepstakes were? They paid out better. They had a better history and a bigger jackpot. See, the state games, you could only pay $500. State takes its third. Operator takes its third. And the proprietor of where the, the game is takes its third. Okay? So don't forget, that's a very closed system that in order to get to it, you got to suck the ass of politicians from your municipality to the state. That's how come they're all in on it. So the sweepstakes, guys, they did said, well, if you, now that it, we know it's legal in the state, we're not bound by that bullshit. So they went into businesses that were failing, whether they're taverns, whether they're gas stations, no matter what they were. And they said, listen, we'll put this in. You take, I don't know what this cut was, 50-50, whatever it is. You take 50-50, you'll take 50-50, and any profits is just income to you, and you pay your taxes, and we pay our taxes, and everybody's a happy winner. And if they run, they run. If they don't, they don't. Your only downside is you've got to plug the machine in. It uses your electricity. Don't worry. We'll take care of the money. We'll do all this. They had the whole infrastructure the same way the state games did. Fat guys who used to be uh, union business agents drive around and get the money, right, because people think they're tough instead of fat and lazy. Anyway, that's how that system went. And they became a true threat to the government gaming coin-operated machines you're used to. You know how guys are sitting in jail for doing the same thing that Pete Silvestri is doing as he pretends to be a Cook County commissioner? Or Bill Brady and his dimwit wife with their 16 places? Oh, is that too harsh? Sorry, you're right. She's not a dimwit. She's brilliant in the same way Hunter Biden's son is. Corruption via proxy. Or Durkin with his lobbyist family. Same way. Scumbags, all pretending to be Republicans. They're Republicans. And the people just sit idly by because we're used to saying, what can you let us do? What else will you let me do? Because we have that mindset of servitude and a slave. So Arroyo, another scumbag, his lobbying firm wasn't going to get in on the video games. That's why they're all Democrats, by the way, that represent the sweepstakes. Because the Republicans hold a chokehold on the video gaming and drugs. That's why all the fat lobbyists losing their hair with their pumpkin heads are now owning medical marijuana distribution licenses and have been for seven years and have the front run on the new marijuana distribution, which is perfect to me. The Sam Giancana economic plan is sweeping through the Illinois Republican Party and Democrats. I love it. The irony is just great for me. So that is why they were in a hurry to knuckle under any firm that would represent the sweepstakes. Because after all, they don't want to disrupt the regular video game poker. 
And you know what else I love about this whole argument? Look at the neighborhoods where the video poker and the sweepstakes thrive. In the dumbest, ghettoest, poorest, hardest working, lowest satisfaction of citizens. It is a tax on the desperate and the stupid. And nobody says a word. And the Republicans will enforce their government monopoly by throwing Arroyo, who is a scumbag in his own right, to the wolves. This is the beauty of a system where everything in it is wrong. If some guy steps out of line, you release the hounds. Look at what he's doing. Doesn't it look and sound illegal? Well, you're damn right it does. And so does Bill Brady's wife in her video games. And so does Durkin's brother lobbyist firm. Doesn't that all sound illegal? How about that fat pig with the plastic on his head, Pete Silvestri, Cook County Commissioner and an agent for Gold Rush Gaming? Doesn't that sound illegal? Yeah. Is it? No. Sure does rile up the people because the people are the people are freaking buffalo. And you know how you know I, I you know how you know how Buffalo Bill killed all the buffalo? He figured out that if you stampeded these stupid son of a bitches, they'd run over a cliff. So as the rest of society was shooting buffalo one at a time, Buffalo Bill, he just would chase the last one until they all herded themselves over a cliff. Buffalo Bill should have called that system Illinois. Should have called it the Democrat Party. He should have called his rounders or the guys that what are they called? The cattle herders, buffalo herders. He should have called them Republicans, because that's what we've let happen to us, and that's where we're going. Now listen, I got to go to work. I didn't realize we went long. Here's the thing: I'm doing the uh, Slap and Tickle Chicago Drive Time tomorrow and Friday. They bring me in the last week Halloween because I'm the closer. Tomorrow and Friday, Chicago Slap and Tickle. I'll be a little more cheery. But after all, I had fun doing this. Everybody goes, oh, you're talking about a sad topic. Is knowledge sad? Is having the knowledge of what exactly is going on, are you depressed now? Well, then get off your ass and do something about it. Have an argument with somebody when they try to back you into that corner and tell them it's just the social covenant. It's the social safety net blanket. Oh, you mean like the one in Cuba or the one in Venezuela? Or the systems that are bankrupting America here. Which ones? Stand on principle. Stand for something. Because when you don't, you bow for everything. And that's when you have the mindset of a slave. I'm Sean Thompson. This was the Liberty Hour. I had a good time. We'll be back tomorrow. Slap and tickle. Thank you so much. I'm going to wear my vest. I love it. Free Pookie Royal.